The podcast you're about to listen to is a little different than what a typical Sunday looks like at Anthem Church. And there's great reason for that. This was the day we celebrated our second anniversary. However, it's not intended to be a celebration of Anthem Church. Instead, it's our intention to celebrate Jesus and Him alone. We know that Anthem Church is nothing if we don't herald the name of Jesus and the good news of the gospel first and foremost above everything else. So it's our desire that as you listen to this podcast and you hear what Jesus is doing in the life of just a few of the people who are Anthem Church, some being baptized and others giving testimony, that you will be blessed and drawn close to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and that you will celebrate Him with us. Thank you for listening. All right, good morning, everyone. Going to invite everyone to have a, a quick seat, a quick seat. Um, it's, a, it's a special day in the life of, of our church today. We are celebrating our two-year church anniversary. It's, uh, it really, it's hard to believe that it's already been two years since we launched Sunday morning services in Andrew. And like Brent said last week, sometimes it feels like it's been 14 years or more. Uh, my hairline was down here 24 months ago. Uh, this is what church planning does. Like the president's hairline has nothing on a church planner hairline. Um, but we want to celebrate this morning. And I'll be honest with you, it's not so much that we're celebrating Anthem Church. We're celebrating the God of Anthem Church. Uh, this wasn't something that we invented. This wasn't something that we conjured up. Uh, this is all God's doing. He's the one that gave birth to this church. He's the one who has blessed us, has provided for us, has led us. He's raised up volunteers and leaders and helpers and givers, people who serve beyond uh, any level of convenience. Uh, it's amazing what God has done. And, and to bring us to, to this point in the, in the life of our church, um, and we just want to give special praise to God. Um, We've got this unique church family in Andrew now as a result of this work. Uh, brothers and sisters in Christ striving together in unity, in love for the sake of the gospel, making disciples, serving this town. Um, folks, this is, this is amazing what has taken place. Uh, we've seen miracles at work. They predate even the last 24 months, but even in the last 24 months, the fact that we are in this building under this roof is, in fact, a miracle. I don't have time this morning to go into that story. Maybe I will in a couple of weeks, but it was miraculous for us to be able to even be in this building and to be a church, a new church within the city limits of Andrew. So God has been at work for a long time bringing, bringing to bear, and, and I would say that their hopes and dreams are coming true. There's a, an initial uh, group of us, like six families, that three and a half years ago just came together as a small group with a dream, a vision from God, this mission from God. Let's establish a church in town that is a blessing to our town, that is a blessing to our town. So that's what we've been up to, and, and I would say we have a wonderful thing that's been going on here. We have a great thing here. We have a wonderful, great thing in, in this church family and the opportunity that we have. We have, in essence, planted by God's grace a God-honoring, Christ-centered, gospel-mission, kingdom-furthering, neighbor-loving, Bible-believing, disciple-making, mission-minded church. And that's all we ever wanted to do. And by God's grace, we're there. We haven't gotten there. We haven't arrived. There is a lot of work to be done. 
There's a lot of prayer that needs to take place. But man, it is so good to sit here two years after we launched services knowing that not every church plant makes it. And it's only by God's grace that we're here. So we're, we're going to celebrate him. So I'm going to ask everyone to stand up. I'm going to pray. We're going to sing some more. And then we're just going to continue to offer thanks and praise to God this morning for being so good and kind to us. Lord Father, you are wonderful beyond belief, Lord. Your goodness stretches out beyond the horizon, Lord. Your kindness is unfathomable. And Lord, you have chosen to use this ragtag group to do your work, Lord, to establish a Jesus-loving church in town that is a blessing to this community. And we're seeing people come to know you and grow in their faith. We're seeing the gospel advance, Lord, and I praise you for that. I thank you for all that you've called into Anthem, for all these Anthemers that make up this unique body here in town, Lord. And I I ask for more of your favor, for more of your goodness. Lord, I ask that you would continue to go before us, that you would continue to provide everything that we need, Lord, to do what it is that you've called us to do. And so with humility and with grateful hearts, Lord, we offer this worship service to you, giving you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, personally, I can't think of a better way to celebrate a church anniversary than to actually celebrate baptism in, in the life of our church. This is the reason why we're here, is to actually see life change in the life of individuals. And there is no better symbol for us of life change than to see someone partake of baptism in their life. What is baptism? What, what is a Christian? Now, a Christian is a person who has died. They have died to sin. They have died to the, the power of, of moral failures in their life. They've died to the, the consequences, the eternal consequences of sin. It's a dead person. A Christian's died, but at the same time, a Christian's very much alive because a Christian's a person who is alive in Christ. They're alive to the love of God. They're alive through the power of the Holy Spirit. They're a new creation. And something wonderful happens at the moment of saving faith, that moment of conversion, of initial belief, when a person understands the grace of God for the first time and the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. When they put their faith in Jesus and they give their life, they surrender their life unto the Lord and they decide that I'm going to follow Jesus all the days of my life. And in that moment, they become a new creation. The old has passed and the new has come. Their sin and their old self was crucified and buried with Christ and they're raised to walk a brand new life as a new creation. In that moment of initial faith, what happens is that you are baptized into Jesus. You are united to Christ forever. Baptism, the, the initial word back way back in the day, what it actually meant was to sink. It was often used of boats and ships in the ocean when a, a boat had sunk to the bottom of the sea. It was a word that was used in reference to someone being drowned to death. And so when we celebrate this, this ceremony, the celebration of baptism, you know, we don't enter into this lightly. 
It's not a gentle little ritual for us to do. It is so much more than that. It is a celebration that something has drowned. Something has been immersed and submerged and gone away. And in its place, something has risen up. That what baptism is, is a symbol that our old self no longer exists and we are new in Christ. That we have been crucified with him. Our sins have been. We have died with him. And the story doesn't end there. We have been raised to newness of life in him because of him. And that's what we celebrate today through, through this celebration of baptism. It's new life. And that is what Anthem Church has been established to do. So I'm going to ask Cooper. No, I'm sorry, Sandra. We're starting with Sandra. I'm going to have you come on. Get in the what is very warm water, mind you. I may not get out of here. This, this is nice. I need some bubbles. We need a diving board. You got it. All right, there you go. There you go. All right, so to, uh, to introduce everyone to uh, Miss Sandra Parker here, uh, she came into the life of our church a few months ago, several months ago. Uh, and if I could share, uh, someone in our church met you, right, yeah, at the park? Wendy. Wendy Hilton. And they were just at the park, didn't know each other, met each other. Wendy invited her to church, and here we are today, a few months later, Sandra getting baptized. Uh, it's our church on mission. It's our church doing what we're supposed to do, right? It's just a wonderful story uh, there. So I'm uh, going to ask you a few questions, all right? So why are, is it that you are getting baptized today? Because through the grace of God and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, I wish to partake of all the glories that come with that. Very good. All right. Do you trust in Jesus Christ alone for the forgiveness of sins, for eternal life, and for all the promises to be fulfilled in him, through him in your life? Yes, I do. And will you humbly strive with God's help to follow Jesus all the days of your life? I will. And is there anyone that you would like to thank for helping you to get to this place in your walk with the Lord? Yes. I have two friends that couldn't be here today. Adrian Saxton, who really helped me in my walk with God by teaching me how to pray unconditionally. And through that, I mean, not unconditionally, but without ceasing. And unconditionally, too. But, uh, <laughs> but through that, I, I've always had a constant companion in my life and um, as I told um, Pastor Rick sometimes uh, I talk so much to God I think I can hear him saying will you please be quiet um, <laughs> and I'd like to thank my family um, my son who's here today and my two granddaughters Gabrielle and Raina for being a source of constant joy oh and he choked up <laughs> and um, I'd also like to thank Wendy for bringing me to this church I'd like to thank the church for being so warm and accepting. And I'd like to thank you for making me want to come back every Sunday to hear your inspiring words. All right, Anthem Church, do you commit to helping Sandra to grow in her faith? All right. All right, everyone. So this is uh, Cooper Adams. He belongs to John and Paige right here. Um, he is an exceptional young man. Uh, I would say he's one of the more mature, mature 11-year-olds I have ever met. 
there are uh, 30 year olds that probably should take a few notes from, from Cooper here uh, for sure. Uh, uh, proud of him. I've gotten to see him grow so much over the last few years and get to know him and his family. And it's a treat to, to baptize someone um, his age into, into the life of our church. Um, yeah, my kids look up to you. I, I will say this. I told him yesterday, I, I believe that he's going to be one of those leaders in our church at a ve- starting at a very young age. It's just there's a, a mantle, I think, that God is placing before him. So it, it's a neat thing to see already. All right. Um, Cooper, why are you getting baptized today? Because I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Do you trust in Christ alone for the forgiveness of sins for eternal life and to fulfill all the promises that he has for you? Yes, I do. Will you humbly strive each and every day to obey Jesus' teaching and to follow after him? I will. Is there anyone that you would like to thank for bringing you to this point in your life? Um, All my family that's sitting over here and my neighbor for coming and helping me and just everybody in the church for helping me with what I need, and yeah. 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 You're supposed to throw an awe in front of that. Ah, yeah, is how that goes. All right. Anthem Church, do you commit to helping Cooper to grow in his walk with Christ? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come today. We uh, we thank you. Uh, we praise you uh, for your your goodness, your grace, your mercy, Lord, that we just witnessed in, uh, in these baptisms, Lord. Uh, we know that nothing, none of that is possible without you. Uh, Lord, we just we praise your name this morning. We thank you for the life of this church that you have planted here in Andrew, Lord. We thank you for using each and every one of us uh, in it. Uh, Lord, we thank you for everybody that is here today to celebrate you, Father. I mean, it's great to see folks get baptized, but they're only being baptized because of you and because of what you have done in their heart and their life, Lord. And, and it's our prayer, it's our desire as a church, Lord, to, to, to send that out to folks as well, Lord, to, to, to just lift you high so that people will be drawn to you, Lord. Not to say, look at us and look at what we've done, Lord, but to just to, to make your name famous. Uh, so, Lord, we thank you for giving us this opportunity and allowing us to do this. Lord, we thank you for, uh, for the meal that is provided as well. Uh, Lord, we just thank you for this city, this town that you've placed us in. Uh, Lord, we thank you for everybody that is here. And we just pray that you would meet with us here this morning. We pray that your presence would be here and you would fill us up that we may praise you today. Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and let's read together. We believe in the Holy Trinity, one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We believe in God the Father, the Lord Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth and of all that exists. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Son of one being with the Father, very God of very God, eternal and not made, but by whom all things were made. For our salvation, he came down from heaven and became man. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, lived a sinless life, was crucified, and died. But on the third day, he rose from the dead. 
He ascended into heaven and now sits at the right hand of the Father. And one day he will return to judge the living and the dead and usher in his everlasting kingdom. We believe in the Holy Spirit. He is the giver of life who proceeds from the Father and the Son. He is the Spirit of truth, worshiped alongside the Father and the Son. He is our helper, sent to guide God's people. We believe in the gospel, the forgiveness of sin, by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ. So now we live for the glory of God, looking forward to eternal life in His presence in the age to come. Amen. So we just uh, saw a little slideshow there of about two years worth of memories in the, in the life of our church, and it's just really neat to revisit some of those stills, those moments uh, that have taken place from getting this building ready. Uh, you saw there a couple pictures initially of some trash in the building. I think it was 11,000 pounds of trash that had to get removed from the building. Um, you know, there is, again, I'm not, I don't have time this morning to get into all of that. I, I may be well in a couple of weeks, but just to bring everyone up to speed. But it's just neat to kind of revisit some memories, to be reminded of God's goodness and how he's worked and what he's done and, and all of this, because we always get challenged in the future. And so it's just good to know, be reminded of, in fact, how good God has been. And in the midst of all that, we've had a lot of fun and smiled and a lot of hugs and, and a lot of good stuff has taken place. What, uh, what we're going to do today is a little bit different. Normally, this is the time, the portion in the service, where I would get up and preach and preach for a long time. And, and we're not doing that today. I'm not going to preach today. What I've done is I've asked some individuals in our church to come and share what it is that this church means to them, what God has done in them and through them specifically because of this church, why they're grateful for this church. And so I have a day off. And so I'm going to invite the Bonds. They're going to come up first and uh, just to give you some life experience as far as what, what God has been doing in them and for them. Uh, this is Jimmy and Stephanie uh, Bond. I've known them for a long time. I knew them way before we ever planted the church. They're part of what we always call the core, the core church planting team. Dear friends of mine, I officiated their wedding. Uh, they are dear to me and my family, and I uh, couldn't imagine us, this church, anything without them. So, thank you. It's all yours. Um, well, I was fine this morning until Rick um, came up, put his hand on my shoulder, and just said, thank you. And I was like, man, why did you do that? I was, uh, I was fine. I wasn't uh, worried about getting emotional until then, but uh, when he did that, I think seven plus years of friendship and three and a half years of don't look at me. Um, three and a half years of striving side by side to get to this point in the life of Anthem, uh, it just washed over. Uh, so we are grateful uh, for the chance to share what God has done um, through Anthem in our lives, and um, we're privileged. Um, uh, we're just privileged to be here. So Rick gave us eight minutes. Um, that is incredibly challenging. I don't know how we're going to do that, so we may just have to cut off at some point. Um, there is no way for us to squeeze into eight minutes what God has done in our lives through this church. Um, so as we were you know, kind of praying about what do we share, uh, what route do we go, it's kind of a combination of um, just praising God for the opportunities Anthem gives us and also just kind of um, 
issuing some challenges, um, thinking about, you know, what are we doing at this point? It's a good point to stop and reflect. Um, we're grateful for these mile markers because we forget so easily what God has done and what he is doing. And it's so easy to just get busy with ministry just as a checklist, um, especially in the American church. I think that's so easy for us to do. So it's a good time for us to pause and think about what we're really doing and why we're really doing it. So I wanted to run through some things. Um, what came to mind first when I sat down to think about and pray about, you know, what we God have a share was all the things that God commands us to do and Anthem allows us to do. And to the world, that sounds incredibly arrogant and bossy of God. Um, we are a culture especially that strives for independence, um, you know, pursuit of life, liberty, and you know, the pursuit of happiness. We want what makes us happy. Uh, so for somebody to tell us what to do sounds uh, pretty snotty. Um, but we know as believers that it's when we submit to those things, when we do those things, that there is true joy and freedom. Um, so in no particular order, and this is by no means comprehensive, but one of the first things that came to mind is we're commanded to confess our sins and pray for one another. In James 5, 16, um, the men in this church have been amazing for me um, many times. I've texted Brent, Rick, one of our A-team guys at 7 o'clock in the morning and said, man, I'm going to work and I'm struggling with this. Will you pray for me? Um, and at times we have a conversation on the way in. I can't tell you how many times we've sat in our A-team and just um, laid out what we're struggling with, and at times it tears, at times frustration, at times anger, um, and they've received it, welcomed us, um, we've never been judged for that, um, and that is a huge blessing to our family. Um, prayer night also is an opportunity that Anthem provides to do this, to pray for one another. I'm uh, going to be pretty honest, it's typically pretty lightly attended. Um, that's something I would really like to see more of our church come to. It's critical, um, it's crucial. If we want to do anything that's worth anything, uh, we have to be praying, and we have to force one another to do that because left to ourselves, we're not going to do it. Um, another thing God commands us to do is worship each other in song. Um, we get to do that every Sunday. I'll be honest, I would have been fine if y'all had told me not to speak, Steph not to speak, and we just kept singing. Uh, the music is that good. Um, I praise God for the musicians in this building and what they afford us. Um, just a glimpse of heaven as we uh, get to praise God. Uh, Anthem Night is another opportunity that Anthem provides to do that. That's something that goes way back to Rick's days as a singles pastor, and that's um, part of how I was introduced to him was coming to these. Actually, I met you at an Anthem Night. Um, that's another story. Yeah, I was single then. Yeah, that, that's another story. Um, but um, we praise God for those Anthem Nights. It's one of my favorite times. Um, it's just a quiet, set-aside, purposeful time to worship also, again, I would love to see more of our church come out to that. Um, we're commanded to make not converts, but disciples. Um, I think many churches, at, life, at least in America, um, brag about how many people got saved on a given Sunday. Um, in some churches, you'll see billboards outside that post how many people accepted Christ on a particular Sunday. I always want to ask, that's fine, how many of you discipled? Um, so we're, we're commanded to make disciples, not converts. And this is probably one of the biggest things that we appreciate about Anthem. Anthem is embedded in this community. I love the story. I was not aware of the story of Wendy and inviting Sandra to church. But that's what we want to do. Um, one of the challenges that's been laid before since we started was if we were pulled from the community, would Andrew miss us? And that just rings in my head every time we do something. Would Andrew miss us if we were gone? Uh, so we are grateful for Anthem's commitment to be involved in the community. Uh, we're called to fulfill our function in the body or use our gifts. Um, if it's service, serve. If it's giving, give generously. If it's teaching, teach well. 
Um, and there are countless opportunities to do that. I think the challenge there is for all of us to examine ourselves and consider, are we using our gifts? And with the stuff that we're doing, are we doing it with joy? Are we doing it purposefully? Or are we doing it, again, just as a checklist? Um, that's something that Steph and I wrestle with frequently because um, sometimes we have to say no. And in a church this size where so much is needed, that's hard. Um, but we do have to um, you know, examine ourselves. And like we said, we wrestle with that all the time. Uh, we're commanded to raise our children up in God's word. Proverbs 22.6 22, tells us to train our child up in the way he should go. And even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Um, I love that our kids get to watch ministry um, happen, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, it's challenging. It causes frustration. It causes tension. They see tension between us, tension between us and others. It has to be worked out, but they see the gospel lived out uh, frequently. Some of my favorite memories as the praise team was playing is, you know, I can remember holding both of my girls when they were infants and just listening to praise team practice just with them on my shoulders, and they'll be in here dancing. Um, those are, are precious, precious memories, so they get to be in a church that's engaged. Um, we're commanded to share everything, uh, to have everything in common. Um, half the stuff in our kids' closets came from people in this church. Um, the women swap maternity clothes back and forth. I don't know who owns what anymore. Um, I see half my wife's closet walking around the church. I don't know. Okay. So, um, and we're on a Verizon Share Everything plan, about five of us. So, I mean, what's more biblical than that? Um, but that's the heart of this body. Um, real quick, let me touch on this, and I wanted to let Steph share a few thoughts. We're commanded to take the Lord's Supper. Um, that is something that we also get to do at Anthem Night, and if we're not coming, we're not doing that, and we're not obeying one of God's key commandments. Um, so that's a challenge um, for all of us. Thank you. Um, so I'm Stephanie, and just I'll just touch on what Jimmy shared because, like we said, we've prayed together. We've talked about this, and this is our heart. He He's the speaker. I'm just kind of the support here. Um, when we were asked, I turned to Jimmy, and I said, what in the world? What do we say? Because when you gush about God, you can't stop, okay? There's too much to say. And so um, Jimmy definitely pointed me back to Scripture and said, go with, go with the Scripture that speaks to you. And uh, there are two really strong verses that have been shared to me here at Anthem. And I've heard them in my life. I've been raised up in the church, but I heard them at Anthem, and they stuck this time. And so I just want to share with you briefly. Um, the whole premise is sacrifice and uh, we sacrifice daily, as many of you already experience this. Um, we're a young family, so sacrifice comes with, you know, can my toddler handle me not being there? And, and you know, time with family, and he's running there, and I'm running there, and, oh, you got this one? Okay, I got this one. It's like right now we got the zones, right? But it, it's, it's intense, and sacrifice and family and personal time. You know, it was one thing uh, when I found contentment in the Lord, and I totally did it for him and everything for him. It was another thing for him to give me a husband and say, now serve him. It was another thing when he gave me children, now serve them. And then they gave me Anthem. That's my third kid. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like I'm feeling it. So sacrifice is huge. And there are two verses I want to share, and that's in Matthew. Um, whatever you see me doing, and you're going to see me trip, and you're going to see me fall. But I want you to know that what you see me do, I do it because I want to hear from my God one day. Well done, good and faithful. And that is not, I want to hear it from one of you. I like pats on the back, but don't, don't tempt that pride, okay? I want to hear it from him. I want to hear it from my Lord. And then the scariest verse in the world, and Pastor Rick is the one that brought this to my attention, Matthew 7, 23, department from me, for I never knew you. I don't ever want to hear that. I want to serve so that I can know that I did his work, because that's him and us. So there you go.
All right, I'm going to ask, where is he? There he is. All right, Mr. Steve Emery uh, to come up and share. This is a, a new addition to the worship service this week. Uh, he's going to share a little bit about why he's up here specifically uh, this morning. He is my next door neighbor. We moved to Anger two and a half years ago, and one of the first people I met when I moved to town was this guy. Um, and uh, it's a treat. It's a treat to live next to Emery here, uh, Steve Emery. Um, but we're good friends, we're good neighbors. He's a Clemson fan, I'm a Carolina fan. We watched part of the game together last night and I left before it got ornery. So <laughs> anyway, just kidding. But anyway, you ready? Four minutes, right? Four minutes. Okay, I will be looking down. He gave me four minutes and to stay on task, I gotta go by notes. Um, Rick asked me to share what this church means to me and all right, timeline, three years ago, we uh, had no church. We moved to Anger, 2012, and I don't know when we met Rick, but introduction to Rick, next thing you know, we're going to church. Before this church was planted, what is Explore. Um, two years ago, Anthem started, and we were here. Been here ever since, won't go nowhere else. <laughs> won't go nowhere else. Under, unless we're uh, forced to by moving above. <laughs> All right, how has God used the anthem to improve how I handle my biggest flaw, anger, worry, essentially uh, lack of faith? Um, I'm not the best joke teller, but you got two farmers, both of them praying for rain. One shows up in the field the next day, starts plowing his field. The other one shows up in his field, starts plowing but he brought an umbrella. That's the farmer I want to be. Um, how has it happened? Y'all heard Jimmy say it? Um, A-team. I've got men in here that I consider brothers. Um, two of them, I blow their phone up on a regular basis. Sometimes I just walk next door. <laughs> um, and that's what it takes. It takes support. Um, it takes people, godly people, to keep you in line, and, and I appreciate and I thank God for them every day. Um, sermons. I take notes. I'm one of those guys with the electronic devices, and I take notes, and I write down sermon. I mean, uh, verses. Like I said, I talk to godly people. I don't ask ungodly people for godly advice. I, I get it from the right people. And... Uh, I've made Anthem my second family, 100%. Example of how I changed. Uh, certain people already know this. Monday, I show up for work at 8 a.m. By 9.30, I'm off the site. I got fired. Didn't know it was coming. Been there seven years. Uh, Pre-Anthem Steve, it, that place might have been a wreck by the time I was done. Um, and Rick's seen right through me. Maybe I've got a short fuse. Maybe I had a short fuse. It's still there. I just have to stay in check. Um, yeah, I would have burned a lot of bridges before I left Monday. Um, how's, how have I changed? I kept my bearing. I didn't get angry Monday morning. Um, I even stopped to help one of my co-workers before I walked out the door because I had a lot of documentation that I've been working on 
it would have taken them weeks to complete, to redo. I made sure they had it. And it totally blew them away that I was acting that way. And I'm not talking out of pride. I'm trying to convey what this church has done for me. Uh, that's the new Steve right there. Um, Tuesday, I was sitting in my house. When we did our due diligence. You know, it's, it's not smart just to sit back and hope God works a miracle. He expects you to do your due diligence, too, I believe. And my wife and I have done that. And um, I posted on Facebook. I, I started seeing things happen on Tuesday that um, we had nothing to do with. One minute. Wow. <laughs> All right, Wednesday. Wednesday, I had my first interview from a company I didn't even apply to. We still don't know how they got my name. Um, I also started working with a leader for a company, and he has taken his time to build a campaign to find a job for me. Now, he went to high school with Amy, but he reached out. I've got an open-door policy to him. I can call him, talk to him. He's done everything for me so far. Friday, I smoked my second interview with the... Uh, first company and I expect a call Monday. We still don't know where they got my name from. So just an example of how God will use you and I do see it as my duty whether it's on Facebook or standing up here in people in front of people I can't stand to talk to to show you what God is doing without you know just he's using us. He's using us and, and I think we need to uh show people that. Now, why am I sharing this? One, Rick forced me to. <laughs> Two, uh, to let the people know how grateful I am for Anthem and who's here. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I talked loud enough anyway. Um, and three, uh, it's my hope and prayer that somebody in here today hearing this on how God used me or my situation to show off, that's what I call it, because he has this week. Um, they'll use this situation or this time and make the decision to allow God and Anthem um, to work in their life and become a part of their family. That's it. So uh, I, I obviously you see why I come and share uh, this morning because old Steve would have blown up. Post anthem, Steve, more mellow. And but it was a joy to watch him. I, I talked to him Monday. I saw him Tuesday, and he said all week long, "I've got a piece about it. God's got this. God is going to show off. God is going to take care of us." And it's wonderful to see someone growing in their faith and maturing. You've heard people, just in case you don't know, some people keep saying a team. That's what we call our small groups, by the way, just in case you didn't know. So we have small groups that meet during the week, and we get together for Bible study and prayer and to get to know each other. So uh, just goes to show how instrumental that time is for helping people to grow in their faith, and it's a huge part, an essential part of who we are as Anthem Church. That is really where the main discipleship takes place in the life of our, our church here. All right, so now I'm going to ask um, the Bowmans to, to come forward. Olin and Sharon Bowman, I'll give you a little bit of history as they walk up. They are uh, a massive gift to our church, literally dropped out of heaven. Um, 
before we launched our Sunday morning services, it's a, it's a Saturday, it's, it's, a, it's in November, over two years ago, me and my dad are here, it's 7 or 8 o'clock at night, we're the only two, I was painting the wall on the other side of that one right there, the gold, the yellow color right there, this is Bo, their son, um, I was over there painting, I'm up on the scaffold, and these two walk in, and they, they have a, the side business, and they're coming, they're inquiring, like they didn't know what was going to happen here. And I didn't want to talk to anyone, about, I didn't want to feel the sales call. Like, I don't know what they're selling. And I came down off the scaffold, and we start talking, and they start telling them, oh, it's going to be a church. And they start asking about the church, and I shared with them, they've been with us ever since. And it's just a wonderful story of God just dropping this wonderful, beautiful family, like literally into our laps that we can't imagine church without them. That's all I'm saying for now. Uh, but I'm, I've asked them to share a little bit and uh, say why they enjoy Anthem. All yours. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Look, um, I was a slobbering mess back there a few minutes ago. So as I make it through this, I'm not, hopefully uh, that won't happen again. But <sighs> okay. In any case, um, look, uh, obviously we're leaving um, there was a 25% cut in jobs, and I, I fell under the cut line. So Sharon and I have done having to leave. That's a government thing to say, hey, you're out of here, which is sending us closer to home, and that's great. <coughs> uh, <laughs> but as long as we've been here, I guess a culmination of our time, uh, plus 18 plus years, um, I'm having to squeeze that into a week, um, sharing with my replacement. Um, what's going on in my job. Um, okay, so I'm saying that. We've been here for two years. So we're trying to squeeze in the eight minutes. <laughs> um, I'm correlating that with the 18 years I've been here, trying to squeeze it into a week with this eight minutes, and that's impossible to do. That's an testament of the work that God has done in our life and that this church is doing in this community. Whew. It's more difficult than I thought. I can't even see this, Jesus. <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, putting my eyes on. Okay. Um, so we're saying what anthem means to us. I don't have any scripture or anything of that nature, but I'm just going to speak from the heart. So we put some bullets together. So um, basically what this, what this church has done for us is put us in a position where, where we didn't have confidence before. I know that um, Ricky gave a... Um, sermon um, about giving testimony to other people and be honest with it we felt unqualified because we felt we had to be a pastor or we had to quote some scripture whatever he gave us confidence this church has given us confidence to go out and do that so based upon that one I was able to minister to some, some people at church who turned their life around thank God for that um, they're starting to read the Bible more looking for church and things of that nature so I'm, I'm so happy for that I gained, outside of the church, I gained a, what I call an FPP. <laughs> it's a faith praise partner. 
uh, by the name of Wit, who, as we were going through some things, um, un, uh, you know, um, unsolicited, sent texts and emails, messages um, during the time we was going through something that was right on time. Um, but I think that was because we started going to Anthem Church. They saw a change in us and wanted to reach out and communicate to us. So that's very powerful. Um, we started a, a prayer life, an actual prayer life. Um, and we pray consistently. And, and the other thing, too, we started to pray more for others than we did for ourselves. And despite what we were going through, good and bad, we were grateful. And that's some of the teachings that we have got from, from Anthem Church. Uh, we have a better understanding and appreciation of Jesus than before because this church taught more about Jesus than any other church I've ever been to. I have a more we have a more spiritual relationship between us as husband and wife um, compared to a world and one I guess we would have before based on what the world said we should do. So we are very happy about that. Um, um, okay, we're very proud of the spiritual growth we've seen in our children. Um, particularly this young man right here. <laughs> I think everybody knows that. Yes. Here he goes. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're particularly proud of the spiritual growth in our children. They're seen and probably unrecognizable to some on other fronts. Some things maybe you don't see. Um, we have some programs that we anticipate in place where we're going that's going to help education, educate us in terms of moving that front forward. That's all I'm going to say on that. Uh, all right, now, I want to talk about why we're going to miss Antrim Church because obviously we're leaving. Um, and we didn't do this in any particular order as well. But we are so proud to be a part of a church um, that's so involved in the community. And I want to say the world by virtue of what we anticipate is going to happen in Anthem Church and the things you've been doing in Haiti. It's, it's incredible. It's wonderful. And in, 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 in two years, I've been involved in churches that were in, in, in existence for a lot longer that have done a lot less. That's powerful. Um, the other thing we really appreciate here is the primary focus is on teaching God first. Um, spreading the gospel through works, faith, and building boss blocks of ministry. That's what we figure. That's what we feel as it helps us grow in our walk with Jesus. And not just words, but actual activity. So the things we're also going to miss is the outstanding teachers here. <laughs> Pastor Rick, Brent, Justin, other speakers and people who have gotten up here to teach other churches such as Explore. We're so appreciative of that. We're also going to miss the, the women and men's ministry, the A-team, praise team, host team, children's ministry, operation in as much and actually, the entire congregation, you guys have been incredible. Now, saying all of that, none of this would be possible. Yeah. 
without Hector, what well, Juanita could get as for raising such a wonderful family to bring this church together and this whole body of Anthem Mercy. So we're proud to be a part of this church. We just want to, that's it. Oh, I'm sorry, but I want to say something. Um, my name is Bo, hello. Uh, well, I wasn't planning on saying anything, but he was talking. I was like, I, I feel like I have to say something. Um, I just want to say this church has really um, made me a better person in all type of ways. Oh. In all type of ways. Um, first of all, um, Rick and Justin letting me help back there with the kids. Carly is probably one of the smartest kids I know, one of the most outgoing kids I know. I want to thank the Adams family for letting them into our and letting them come to their home and uh, just feel a part of their family. They're really like the second family to me. Um, I know that if anything, I can trust Rick, the Honeycuts, the Adams, and so many more people. And I really just thank you guys for letting me be around your kids and letting me be a role model to them and making me feel like I'm a role model to other people. So I just want to thank you for that. So I didn't, I didn't share that part that they were leaving on my end because I wanted to be able to get through it. But uh, they let us know a few months ago that because of the job situation, they're moving to Savannah. Um, and it's good in many ways because you're closer to a, a baby granddaughter. It's, closer, it's better in many ways because they're going to be closer to uh, some family that, that needs some, some health care and some uh, children closer by and all that. But it is an utter kick to the gut to me and I know to all of us uh, who, wait for it, t that have gotten to know you. I mean, you guys are utterly family. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what next week is going to feel like. I don't want to know. Uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray for you because I believe in sending people out with a blessing that once they're a part of our church, that when they leave us, when God calls them somewhere else, we want to send them with a blessing. We want to pray for God to be with them, protect them, provide them, lead them, take care of them in every way. And the only reason I'm not an utter, like, just ball of weeping right now is because I am confident that over the last two years, God has grown you in such a way that we are actually sending missionaries out. Like, that's how it feels for us, that you've seen you grow, seen your faith take major steps forward, seen your kids grow. What I hate is that now I don't have someone to tease about Kentucky about. <laughs> that's what I'm going to probably miss second, other than just being around you and hugging you and shaking your hand. So I want to pray for you and send you with a blessing, and we'll finish out the service and get between you guys. All right, Lord Father, thank you so much for this family. I thank you that you brought them into my life, the life of my family, the life of this church, Lord. I thank you that they were a gift from heaven, literally dropped into our lap out of nowhere. You directed them here, Lord. And since that moment, we've been together. We have served together. We've prayed together. We've worshiped together. Lord, we've seen each other grow. We've seen you work in our lives together as church family, Lord. And I thank you for the blessing of these last two years. Lord, we would not be Anthem Church. We would not be who we are if not for this family, for what you've done in them and through them, Lord. And now I ask, Lord, as we grieve 
and are saddened by their move, Lord. I'm excited that you do have wonderful plans for them, that you have a purpose for them, a powerful purpose. And Lord, I ask that you would guide every step, every decision, Lord. May their hearts be close to yours. I ask that you would draw near to them in a unique and profound way, Lord. May your wisdom light every step along the path for them, for their marriage, for their parenting, Lord, for the, the, the kids. I pray for their family they're going to be closer to, uh, for all your provision, Lord. And uh, we know that this is an end because there's going to be still texting and phone calls and emails and Facebook, and we'll be in touch, Lord. So this isn't the end. It's just a different chapter. Uh, and Lord, I'm sure we'll have moments here or there where we get to uh, reunite on occasion. We look forward uh, to those moments. But Lord, I thank you for these brothers and sisters, uh, everything they mean to us. And we ask this in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. You to sit just for one minute or ten. Um, I, I've said, you know, we don't have time to get into a lot of things like how God got us to where we are. I mean, I could go on for hours sharing miraculous, incredible story of how God has been at work. I could spend hours talking about specifically what God has been doing in the lives of individuals and in the life of our church. Um, I always like to give at least this list. We are celebrating our two-year anniversary. We've gone on two international mission trips to Haiti. In this amount of time, we've adopted one of our local schools, and we are in there all the time serving the teachers and the staff, helping them to do the work that they're supposed to do in our community, being a blessing to them. We have three times partnered with other local churches to put together a community Thanksgiving meal in which we feed probably at least 300 people in our town that would not otherwise get to enjoy a Thanksgiving meal. We have three times gotten together with a few other churches like we did a few nights ago and put together this living nativity scene in conjunction with the Chamber of Commerce in the town of Anger and this hayride that goes to the park and we get to narrate the true Christmas story and share the gospel with hundreds of people here in town. And we could go on and on and on with all the good work that God has placed before us. We are not a church that sits down on Sunday mornings and says the right things. We're a church that, folks, we do the right things. We put our feet where our mouth is. Like, we don't mess around. We get busy and we get after it. It is called a mission that we are on. It doesn't come to us. We go to it. And I love, love, love that we get to be a part of the community of faith in which we are involved and engaged with sharing the love of Christ in extremely real and tangible ways. That's big picture. And then you have people inviting folks to church, knocking on the doors of neighbors and giving cookies. And somehow God is orchestrating this web of gospel, grace, and truth in the life of this community. One question, why? Why did we get planted? Why are we here? And there's one phrase that recurs over and over in the scripture. God says, I will be their God. They shall be my people. Everything that God has been doing since before the foundation of the earth has been 
for that one phrase to secure a people for his own possession, a people that he is going to love for all eternity and shower with blessings and who in return are going to worship him and serve him forever. He is securing this royal diadem unto himself, his people. And how much does God desire that for each and every one of us? How much does God desire for each and every one of us to be one of those people? So much so that he sent his son. He came down out of heaven and he was born supernaturally through this young lady, through a virgin Mary. And he dwelt among us and he lived a sinless life, though he was tempted in every way, yet he was perfect. And all he ever did was heal people and feed people and help people, and yet individuals hated him. And so they nailed him to a cross and in obedience to the Father, in love toward us and in humility toward the Father and his plan, he says, I will go to a cross and on that cross I will take all of your shame and all of your guilt and all of your doubt and all of your turmoil and all of your trials. I will take every single last part of it upon my innocent shoulders. And there God poured justice out upon Jesus that we may be spared forever for that. And that now whosoever believes that Jesus gave his life for them, we're forgiven. We're cleansed. We are dead to the old and we're raised to newness in life. We are secured as God's own possession, purchased by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. That, folks, is why Anthem Church is here. That is why we do what we do, why we devote our time and we labor day and night. It is so that God's one desire would come true. I will be their God and they shall be my people. And everything we do in the life of this church is so that that phrase would be fulfilled in God's plan. I just want to say thank you to some folks. Um, there are plenty of churches, I, mean, I can't list them all, churches, organizations that have funded us over the last two years that we wouldn't be here if not for God providing through these external sources and even individuals who have helped us to get to this point because this costs money. Um, Along with that, I, I do want to thank uh, Phil and Jenny Hart. Uh, they're at Explore Church. They're here at least once a month. Jenny helps out with the music at least once a month. They've helped out with child care at Sunday mornings and other events. You are a tremendous blessing to me and my family, to our church, and just know, may God bless you for all that you do. We have uh, Chip Cornell that comes down once a month from Explore Church. My friend Eric Frost that comes down. They both play and help us with music. Those are tremendous helps to our church. Um, she's not in here right now because she's doing what she does. Jamie, no one knows what she does. She, no one, uh, folks, no one sacrifices more in a church than a pastor's wife, especially a church planter's wife. Uh, she has to share me with a host of people. Um, I don't, anyway, um, she doesn't complain. She doesn't grumble. She, all she does is help. Um, I'm so grateful. She literally is the most wonderful wife ever. You just have no idea. Um, Anthemers, all you who make up Anthem Church, you're giving, you're serving. Uh, you understand that uh, church life is not about getting. It's about giving. So you're not on the sidelines. Thank you so much for all that you do. Many of you wearing multiple hats in a given week. 
You'll see Brent do the announcements and run and get on the soundboard and then go teach children. And then next week he's preaching a sermon. I mean, it's like, and, and this is true of many people in our church wearing multiple hats. And by the way, if you're not involved, please get involved so that we don't have to wear as many hats. Um, that would be a wonderful thing. But thank you to all that for all you do. Uh, a special thanks to, again, what we call that initial core. There were six families. So we have the, the Honeycuts, the Caspers, the Bonds, the Grays, the Riggs, and the Adams. Um, I'm unworthy. Unworthy. To serve alongside people that give so much. Uh, you know, we came as a small group three and a half years ago, if you could believe it. Um, so it predates the two years that we're talking about. We've got an extra year and a half under our belts together. Some of us even longer. Um, and I tell you, we would not be who we are if not for you. Man, it's just good stuff. Uh, one family actually moved to Andrew, besides me and my wife. The Caspers actually moved to Andrew to be part of this church. We have one who left her job to come be a part of the church plant. Folks, we, we are people who have given thousands of dollars. Out of, there is next-level commitment that I, we just invite everyone to, in, to engage in that level of ownership for the, sort of the sake of the gospel, because it is good good stuff. So thank you so much for that. Um, And of course, we praise God. I mean, that's what this morning has been about, giving glory to God for all these wonderful things that he's done. We're entering the Christmas season, and uh, we want to sing one last song just because it's all about Jesus. And and as we enter these last few, you know, uh, moments in the next couple weeks leading into the Christmas holiday, just remember that it's all about God's love toward us that's revealed through his son, Jesus Christ. I mean, that's everything. That That is it. Um, and then after that, we're going to go have a lunch. After that, you're going to go home and watch some football. Um, enjoy your December. We'll be here next week. We'll start a new sermon series. But uh, just know that uh, if I may quote the old song, it's only just begun. <laughs> we have got so much work to do, so much work as a church. We are far from arrived, but, man, it's good to hit this milestone. So I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to sing one last song, and we're going to praise the name of Jesus. You are Lord of all. You are Lord of this church. We thank you so much. For the gift of salvation, for the gospel, for the the cross of Jesus, and for that empty tomb. And Lord, we thank you for the hope that we have because of Emmanuel, God with us. We thank you so much for your kindness and your mercy, your grace, your forgiveness that you offer freely, freely to all who would so desire it. Lord, we thank you that you're so generous and bountiful with this compassion and thoughtfulness toward us, that you would rescue us out of our turmoil, that no matter what we've done, what we've said, how we've messed it up, or how we've been hurt in our past, you will restore us, redeem us, give us new life and a new hope in Christ. And we praise you for that gift. Lord, we thank you for this church for bringing us together, for creating this church family, Lord. And we ask for your favor to continue to be upon us, to provide all the workers and the resources that we need to carry out your will, Lord, that you may smile over your heart's desire, which is I will be their God and they shall be my people. 
Lord, I thank you for the food that we're about to enjoy and the, the company, the friendships that we're about to enjoy just on the other side of that wall. We thank you for that time. May it honor you, Lord, and may we build strong relationships with one another as a result of that time of enjoying a meal together. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor. In the name of Jesus, amen.